Hello, once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. With me as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. Kyle Budzanowski, obviously not here again this week. because he's supposed to be he, here. he was supposed to be here, but he's a slacker, so we're not going to even acknowledge his existence this week. We're not even talking Michigan football this week. Yeah, so he doesn't even care. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about that atrocity again. Uh, we got a lot to go over, though, this week, Mike. We're going to talk NFL Week 1 uh, from around the league. We're going to wait to cover the Lions until after week three. I feel like that'll give us enough to see and sense any trends. I don't want to make rational, irrational decisions or claims. It's it's uh, there's a lot of emotions coming out of week one and possibly week two as of this recording. So I, I want to wait, see where they're at after week three, and then we'll talk. If I have the mustard to do it, basically. Have the mustard. <laughs> the mustard. I think yeah, you'll like, get the ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> We got a lot to go over though. We're gonna talk about NFL, we're gonna talk about the NFL as a whole in week one. We're gonna talk the Antonio Brown saga like we promised last week. That's we're gonna talk favorite. Miami tanking already, basically after only one or two weeks, and everybody wants out oh, almost God, immediately. Yeah. I feel bad for Brian Flores. We're gonna talk about the Pistons signing a key free agent. Quotations around the word key. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to end the show talking about NXT, its move to USA, and some comments that Triple H made about the brand. But let's just jump right into it, though. NFL Week 1 officially in the books. Um, well, even Week 2 for some teams as of this recording. So uh, biggest team for you to kind of ball out, just to kind of show up and be like, holy crap, no one saw that one coming. You know what I mean? Based off the competition, based off everything you saw. I mean, you watch every game. You sit there, you got... 12 TVs. <laughs> you got you got you know on on qual, you know four different screens. You yeah, got it. You got you've got two screens with four screens built in. You got you're yeah. watching everything it's, all the time. It's rough game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're you're in the command center, I yeah. guess if I had to say anything. So from that though, okay. while I'm over there having a heart attack about the Lions, you were over here watching everything. Yes. Give me a team that you thought like really just showed something to you where you're like, "Okay, like I can get behind that." And that wasn't a fluky performance. Oh, it's wild. I actually think and this is gonna be so contra. Yeah. yeah. The Patriots. Oh my gosh. Just because of level of competition of team they played. For sure. So I would say, oh yeah, like Baltimore put up fifty nine and everything. Right. But you are playing like you have to retrospectively look at the yeah. Dolphins and right. go. They're awful. If you don't put like forty points on the Dolphins, not to be mean, but like right. you really should. It's yeah. like they're when, terrible. Like, it's right. like when a like Alabama plays like. Yeah. Division two school. Any team on any game actually on their schedule except for Auburn, pretty much. Yeah, Auburn and maybe Georgia or whoever they got. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, you right. should really be winning all those games by fifty. Yeah. That's kinda one I just go in, you have Lamar who can actually who looks like he can throw now yep. and all that. So that one I would say like shocked me by fifty nine to ten a little bit. I I think it more shocked time, me the amount of points in the first half. Yeah, it was like thirty five or like they could have they could have easily put up a hundred, I think. But to go yeah, I know if they really wanted to. <laughs> I know. I mean RG three scored. So I know, right? Wild. I know, right? Everyone uh, was go back i think that patriots just beginning yeah, to end just straight sure. domination yeah and just a total beatdown yeah. of the steelers right at a 33 to 3 score at mm-hmm. the end that's just right unparalleled. and as we've talked about before the time to get the patriots is the beginning of the year yeah. they don't get worse throughout the year they get better it's yeah. never it's never they start out real hot and then they continue down, it's yeah. usually it's a it's an upward click but in this case i think that's a perfect team i know people are like well they're super bowl favorites yes but looking at the level at which they played, Josh Gordon looked phenomenal. Julian Edelman is still there. Brady looks great. Yeah. And they did it completely opposite of what they did last year, which was running the football, mm-hmm. hard nose, fullback in the formation, power eyes, and just pounding the football. They went, nah, Brady's going to throw 36 times, and it's going to be you know lights out anyway. So they picked apart a, a steel defense, which I think – is at one of its weakest points right now. If we yeah. in the past, I would I would say ten to fifteen years, yeah. um, the offense for Pittsburgh looked disjointed as all can be. Um, I, I would look at that and go, okay, you know that's that's if if you're anybody else, you're like, oh boy, like that's yeah. not that that's not for, good. The tough thing for me about the Steelers is I don't know if they're really going to be if they're like bad. Like you go thirty three to three, this team's not good. But right. it's like, are they not good because you beat you played the best team in the league? Right. Or are you just, or are you like just not, not really good. that good of a team this year? I'll tell you because this, yeah. if they're playing you know, when they play Cincinnati and they play right. some of their lower tier teams, mm-hmm. those are teams, and even maybe like the Browns, I think they can play with and stuff yeah. to a certain extent. Where I'm sitting there, I'm like. 
are they really a bad team? Like, are they? I think they're a nine ten win team, even mm-hmm. though you got blown out by the Patriots. Right. It is the Patriots who are going to go thirteen three no matter what. Right. So yeah, I think another team too that I think should deserve some credit. They're a division rival of ours, but the Minnesota Vikings. I yeah. thought they came out. They ran the football extremely effectively. Uh, Minnesota, or, uh, Atlanta had no answer whatsoever mm-hmm. defensively. Uh, they shut them down. They really got back to what I think that their identity needs to be: is giving the ball to Delvin Cook thirty times a game, let Kirk Cousins play with play action, and not force Kirk. Cousins to win you a football game. That is not who Kirk Cousins is. I know people like to think that's what he is, but it's not that at all. He is not the guy, all right, we're down by two scores. All right, Kirk, throw us back into this game. That's not going to happen. Minnesota plays much better when they run the football, when the defense is in control and they're controlling the line of scrimmage, which I think they did against Atlanta. Um, as much as it pains me to say that. Which team do you think is already... I'm going to take Miami out of it for a second because we're going to talk about them later on in the show. But what team do you think is already a dumpster fire? Like one where you're just going, oh my gosh, like based off their... Whether it's their performance, whether it's news coming out of there. They may have even won week one, but you just looked at it and you go, oof. Like, because there's a team... There's a couple teams for me which I'm like... This is already going to get ugly yeah. really fast. Well, there's a new dumpster fire that yeah. wasn't a dumpster fire like three days ago. Yeah. New York Jets. Yeah, jeez. Talk about the worst luck I know. Ever. What are the odds that your starting quarterback gets mono right. and is going to be out for yeah. a month Le'Veon now. Bell's got the shoulder injury. He's going to get an, he got an MRI, I think, yesterday. And I think TJ Mosley's got a groin injury. So yeah. your three biggest pieces, pieces are, are all yeah. are hurt in some level of form. Yeah, right. so you're going to lose Darnold for a month. You yep. don't know about the other two. TJ Mosley's supposed to be playing. Yeah, um, but he's got a groin, so you know he's going to be limited. Yeah, yep. and then we don't know about Le'Veon. Yeah. But I think that team just went from you could possibly get a seven to nine win season to you're probably a four or five at right. most. Right. Well, if yeah, and especially if they play gone. the way they played against Buffalo. I mean, but let's not let's not kid ourselves. Buffalo's defense was number one in the league last year for a reason. But with that being said, you had a lot of pieces. You revamped your wide receiving core. Mm-hmm. You got the best quote unquote running back in the league, arguably. In Darnold's supposed to take that step under Adam Gase. You know, defense got better. Got the best middle linebacker. And he came out flat. That's yep. another team that you know I would be concerned about. I think another team that we can point to is the Carolina Panthers. I yeah. think that team is in disarray. I think Ron Rivera is coaching for his life right now. They just lost as of yesterday or Thursday night. They lost to a bad Tampa Bay team, which I do not think is good as they got beat by the Niners. Um, and Jameis yeah. Winston's terrible. So you look at that team, Cam Newton, I don't know if he looks right or not. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that... That that game on Thursday, along with their Week One performance, I was not impressed mm-hmm. um, by any stretch of the imagination. I know it was a close game, but that's a team where uh, last year, talking about this team, they had Super Bowl aspirations. They lose seven out of their last eight games last mm-hmm. year, including one here, um, and then it's been a total dumpster fire ever since. And you've got talent on that football team. I think team. the Panthers have the problem that a lot of teams are going to have soon yeah. where they're going to Christian McCaffrey's their guy now. Yeah. It's moved from Cam Newton to Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. and as you see uh pulling up the stats from the Panthers game yeah, right. uh he had 16 carries for 37 yards. Right. That's not so, that's not good. Yeah, so if that's like your star guy that you're going to rely upon mm-hmm. and now you're going to make Cam Newton throw the ball 51 times yeah. and which you won't win like that. Which Cam you won't Newton win. you don't win like that with Cam Newton. Exactly. It's, it's a very similar trait. There's guys in this league and I think we both can agree there's a group of guys in this league that if you have to throw the ball 50 times a game you can win a football game yeah and then there's a whole bunch of guys who are good quarterbacks that's just not their game they need a support system they need a good run game they need a defense to go out and pitch a shutout they Mm -hmm. need something else outside of just their arm to make a play you know what I mean? So I think there's a very there's a very select few guys that you can say, yep, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. We have our guy, and it's you know what I mean. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, those types of guys you just know can win a football game. Um, there's a lot of teams though coming into the season with a lot of hype. Chicago, Cleveland, Green Bay, even to a certain extent. Hell, everybody in the Allison North besides Detroit. Um, you know we can talk about teams you know that are kind of on the upswing on the rebuilding. Atlanta looked to make the move again. Uh, even you know the Dallas Cowboys are always the Super Bowl favorites until they actually play a football game. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a team for you that had a lot of hype going in that just fell completely on their faces? <laughs> like just completely, we're just like, well, that was embarrassing. Because I have one. I think it's the same one you're going to say, but I'll let you go first. 
like come back to me. All right, I'm gonna say Cleveland. I okay. think that that was I a good point. Yeah, I just want to take. I just want to take. I just want to take shots right now. Um, because that that was an atrocious football game by Baker. I mean, he threw three picks back to back to back, almost two of which I think were returned for touchdowns. Am I right on that? Uh, only one. Was. Only one was okay. Yeah, well, that was the James Winston game. They, they, he threw back to back picks. Yes. Um, but you threw three interceptions. Uh, your offense looked completely out of sync. Your defense looked bleh against a team in Tennessee where Marcus Mariota had like 11 touchdown passes last year, guys. Yep. 11. And he started more than two games, okay? Like, come on. Like, seriously? Yep. And I think the year before that, he had the same thing. He had like nine. So, like, you lose to a team like that who was so grounded and you get blown out by 30. I get it. You're away. But for being the uncrowned champions all of a sudden – it was a rough go. They were home. Oh, they were home too? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were in Tennessee. I was no. giving them a little bit of a break. Well, then that's even worse. Yeah, they what were in What are you guys doing? Get out of here. The Cleveland's mine. That was a complete joke. <laughs> and then and then they want to come out and say, everyone's going to doubt us now. I'm like, you lost by 30 at home. Yeah. To a Tennessee team that's at best, at best, 8-8. Eight eight. At best. And that's because they play in a crappy division now because Andrew Luck retired. So don't even give me that. Who do you got? Oh, uh, well, you gave me a few minutes, and yeah. I still can't figure somebody <laughs> out. That's awesome. Didn't prepare for that one. Uh, um, I'm gonna say early. I'm gonna say the Rams. Yeah. Only because okay. their first game performance didn't really no, didn't spark interest in me. No. Um, we just talked about how the Panthers are kind of falling off the wagon a little bit. Yeah. And they went 30 to 27 on them. Mm-hmm. So even though they won, I went. Yeah. It wasn't clean. It wasn't, wasn't clean. It wasn't, it wasn't their pretty. best kind of victory. Now it is week one. Like all oh, these are week one stuff. For sure. If we're, we're talking yeah, about week it, 11. Obviously. That's different. Obviously. But um, off this is just week yeah. one. I'm like. I'm. I would be nervous, mm-hmm. especially because Seattle didn't look great. Oh, that's the team that I want to say too is Seattle. That's what I was going. Yeah, Seattle up. doesn't look great. Yeah. But I do think there's room. Oh yeah, to, definitely. Like, they definitely. still have the team but there, and they, you you they look at the rosters between Seattle and the Rams. Those are two different roster levels. Yes. Like I get it. The Seattle got clowny, but. Outside of Clowney and a couple of people, Wagner and uh, KJ Wright, there's nobody else in that secondary that anybody can name Not off the really. top of her head outside of Seattle, right? In the wide receiving core, I get it, they got DK Metcalf, but once again, who else is a wide receiver in Seattle right now? You can't name you got one. Tyler Lockett. Yeah, I guess. Right? I'm going to give you. But, but the but yeah, point being, that, yeah. you know what I mean? You look, oh, Robert Woods, Brandon Cook. I just saw an article today. Everyone's forgetting Cooper how Cook. good Brandon Cooks is and how he's a 1,000 yard receiver. I'm like, great, you know, whatever. So. I agree with you. I think the Rams didn't show. No, they didn't come out like they were supposed to. I yeah. guess is the. I would say the, Seattle more or less didn't come out like they were supposed to. Especially yeah, I think I think Bengals. Yeah, Cincinnati came but out firing. The Rams to me, well, I think Bengals were like, we do have a shot. Screw at it. This. Yeah, they I just went screw, screw it. it. Let's just throw. Panthers them ball. were like, right. I mean, we're going to be good. So like this is a matchup, and yeah. like the and they actually played them very well. Oh so yeah, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. They still have a great defense. Obviously, you know, Ron Rivera didn't lose that ability clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I think Seattle's another team. I'm gonna give a shout out to Cincinnati just because they didn't get embarrassed. You know, if I would call, if you look at that game on paper, you go, "Oh, Seattle by two touchdowns, easily." That's right, you know what I mean? So, and they hung with them for a while, and they had some missed opportunities. So we could be talking about a big upset, even week one, yeah. with, with you know Cincinnati pulling there is, out. There is the Eagles Redskins. I guess we'll just go through every game. Yeah, now. right. Eagles Redskins. Yeah, it was uh, what twenty one. Right. That, zero that's that's early. a typical Washington. You know, everyone wants to give the crap for the Lions, and we'll do that after next week, depending on what their record is. But um, that's a that's a game like Washington, right? You go up early like that, and then you completely in the second half go, "We're not doing a single thing. Yeah. We're not going to do nothing." We're it was keep Adrian Peterson yeah, seventeen on the bench. to zero at one point. Yeah, at halftime was twenty to seven. Yeah, and they lost thirty two twenty seven at the end. Right. So I'm exactly. like, the Eagles didn't come out good. They finished well, mm-hmm. but you are playing the Redskins also, so that's another team. Yeah, with Case Keenum at quarterback, like let's calm it down. Yeah. Right? Like they don't have a good option. I, I don't know why they're not starting Haskins, but that's beside the point. I don't yeah. know. But Hopefully it is what. And Darius yeah. Geis is out for them now too already. So awesome. Like he's played like four snaps. Like it's craziness. All right, let's jump in now um, to the Antonio Brown saga. We teased it last week. Oh, let's get into fantastic. it. Um, you know, obviously he gets traded from Pittsburgh to the Bills for half a second. Then they go, never mind, it's canceled. And then they go. Now he goes back to Pittsburgh. Then he goes to Oakland for you know a third and some change. And then he never plays a snap for them. He burns his feet. He complains about his helmet. He's got a pinky ache. I don't know what his problem is. And then he gets cut. He throws a you know a Jimboree parade, and we're talking about it, you know. And he goes, okay, how long before he goes to New England? And it took all about seven seconds. So, and he's in New England now, a one-year deal, yep. fifteen million, nine million guaranteed, with five million in incentives. 
Um, just thoughts uh, from you on how Brown got here, uh, just this whole shenanigans and everything else. And I mean, what does this say about Antonio Brown? What, what are your, just give me your thoughts on this because we we talked about it a little bit because I always ask the question I'm like, what if the Lions tried to sign him, right? Knowing yeah. we, knowing we had no chance, right? But it was just more like, but what if, you know? Like, yeah. there's always the what if for me, but in reality, we only knew that he was only going to one team. So, I mean, thoughts on Brown going to New England? Um, it makes some. Um... I would love to say it makes them have better odds, but I don't think it increases them that much to no. me because no. they're a run-first team now anyway. Now yeah. Brady does have that guy to throw to. He's got two. I, He's got Josh Gordon and Julian. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do have ridiculous. some problems there because of how Antonio Brown's been. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because you're going to have such a vast mm-hmm. options – and especially just going to the Patriots. If you went anywhere else, it's right, different. Right. But going just to the Patriots. So you're telling me last year... There's never a guy besides were, yeah. Brady. There's never been a guy like on that talent. Exactly. Like but like last year, so he's on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And um, he gets he's like, oh my God, you only targeted me nine times? Are you right. kidding me? This is stupid. He still put up over 1,000 yards. And he put yards. up 1,000 yards, whatever. He yeah. had all this great season. But now you're going to tell me he's going to get targeted more in New England? No. 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 So no, now no. is it just like, oh, I can come here and win a Super Bowl? Is that like right. is oh, that yeah. the aspiration? Probably it's gonna happen. Yeah. But at the same time I go, but from recency bias, mm-hmm. I go, I don't think it's a great fit because I don't think he'll get the right. targets that he wants. Right. And I do think it will cause a lot of turmoil mm-hmm. in, in the middle of the now, Patriots. Now I'm gonna put an asterisk on this. I'm gonna say we're not gonna talk about any of the uh uh, allegations or anything no, no, because no, no. that's yeah. not that's not our forte here on this show. We're not going to touch that with a ten foot ball. We're a family show. Um, but I but I but I will say this though that a lot of people have said that this could be New England's Achilles heel in a lot of ways, I, right? I be, agree. You know, in a situation, but. But to that to to a counterpoint to that, right? Look what they did with Randy Moss, right? Randy Moss kept his mouth shut for about a year, about two years, right? Where the, the second year, obviously Brady got hurt, so he didn't maximize that that relationship. But year three, he started piping off again. He was starting to get all fussy, whatever, and they traded his butt. Yeah, pretty much, pretty quickly, right? And then Moss is out of the league within minutes after that really you know and in the grand scheme of things so i think he's going there with the assumption okay i gotta keep my mouth shut i gotta make this work i gotta show that people you know i don't think he's going to be able to do that long term but i do think for one season i think if josh gordon can stop smoking weed Mm -hmm. and i know that's hard for you josh but come on man and you have julian edelman still here you've got philip dorsett still there and you have antonio brown all of a sudden You've got this wide receiver, like, who are you going to cover? Who are you can double cover? Yeah. You can't, dub- you can't double cover Edelman because it was- Antonio Brown's going to beat you. Yeah. You double cover, and you know, double. Co- if you don't double cover Edelman, he's going to beat you all day long. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. Screw the tight end. Gronk could come in now at the skinny mini size that he is now, no, no nothing, and still be effective. Yes. I it's totally just- agree. I oh, my think- gosh. I think it's going to be a very tough matchup there. Oh, my And Lord. I think the only team. 100% healthy that can beat them is yeah. the Chiefs at this point. Because right. I think the Chiefs are the only team that can score enough points. Because yeah. I really don't but, think... But Tyreek Hill are out now, too, That's for what I mean. six weeks. That's I mean, jeez. I'm saying that I'm like... Yeah. On the asterisks of they have right, to be right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Everyone yeah, absolutely, there. no doubt. But, like, I don't think the Chiefs... Are going to be able to stop them? No, but I do God, think no. I do think that's going to be one of the best shootouts. Yeah, I think it'll be like a high fifties right. game. I would have, but that at that point you go to okay, who's the better coach? That's 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 yeah. where I go because Belichick's calling the plays for New England. Yeah, yeah. we sound like a New England podcast for goodness sakes. Um, no, do you think do you think though that this was Browns? This was always his plan. They, we all knew Steelers were never going to trade the Brown to New England. There was no way that was ever yeah. going to happen. In the ASC, their rivals, they could have given up seven first-round picks. They'd have been like, screw you, we're not doing it. Yeah. So, but do you think this was Antonio Brown's plan? Do you think he got to Oakland, he went, this sucks. Like, yeah. this place is terrible. We're going to be terrible, whatever. And <laughs> I that they win the first game. I know, and they won <laughs> against a crappy Broncos team with Joe Flacco. So I'm going to put an asterisk next to that, too. Yeah, but a win to win. Yeah. But... With that being said, right, do you think that he just showed up to Oakland or Vegas or wherever the hell they're at now and go, nope, can't do it, can't do it, I don't know what's going to happen here, I'm going to die here, you know what I mean? I'm going to, he literally, the trajectory from him and Randy Moss is weird. How they kind of gone through these phases. I do do think that he did want to leave. I think he was like, just cut me. Just like, yeah, just like, like, seriously, anybody else. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I don't think his initial was like, oh, but I'm going to be a patriot. I don't know if that was like, no. The pre-plan, like I'm right. gonna be a patriot. I think there are a few teams. I do think 
Honestly, like a Colts could have been a oh, possibility geez. or something. Yeah, no with kidding. If when Luck was there, now that oh, he yeah. left, obviously. Right. But I think there you can go through the list and you can go. I could see them going to X team or X he should. Team he could have went to Baltimore. Can you imagine yeah. him in Baltimore? They don't have a really a true number one. Really I mean, so, I get that Hollywood Brown, but imagine him and Brown you together. Could, if Jeez. he could fit in in like the Packers or something. Oh God, that would be my luck. Yeah, well, because you would just had Rogers Brown like oh, all day long I'd throw with up. that defense. I throw or whatever. Up. Don't even say that out loud. It makes me upset. <laughs> Makes me so uh, you upset. Can, you yeah. know, the Eagles sure, need that sure. guy or whatever. So there were a bunch yeah. of teams I was like, yeah, you could probably go yeah. to this team. Right. But then the Patriots were probably just like the... What does this mean then for New England? Is it is it now to the point where their team is, in on paper at least, especially offensively, it's so stacked. You just said it doesn't really raise their Super Bowls because they were the proverbial favorites, I would yeah. assume, going in. Probably them, Kansas City, Saints... Maybe the Rams again. Maybe if Goff has a good yeah, year. Eagles. I, yeah, Eagles. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, with that being said, what does this mean? Is this is this the one thing that can either take Stewing a little bit top or just write the, just give them the trophy now, it's over? Or is it there, like I mentioned earlier, where is this the one thing that could fracture this whole system or is it not long-term enough? Where they're going to be okay for the season, and you know, it just—it really just—if he doesn't get suspended yeah. already, do these allegations? Yeah, it does depend. <laughs> it does depend on how he acts. If he's yeah. going to be that guy who gets three catches and, and he's okay, okay with, with everything, it. Right. everything, you—I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. I think, like I said, I think you think the they can go undefeated. I actually was going to ask you that after. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they will. Only because I think they they always drop one or two to some random, random team. Random. Like, like Miami this week, I know they're terrible. We spent twenty minutes talking about how terrible they yeah. are. But Brady's terrible in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> historically, he's always been terrible yeah. for I whatever think, reason. I don't know why it just happens. Well, because they they play the Chiefs in the middle or late mm-hmm. to the season. They right. got some of these because they have a first place. They play Houston. Yep. Sometime during the season, so I think there's one of those games mm-hmm. that you could just go, yeah, you're not gonna take that one just because. Right. Just for whatever weird yeah, reason. Whatever yeah. Whatever weird reason right. or whatever. Yeah. But I will. I do say like 14, 15 wins, and the only two teams, in my opinion, I yeah. think that can beat them are the Chiefs because they could possibly outscore them, mm-hmm. or the Saints. Right. But I think the Saints' defense is good enough that, to stop them a few yeah. times. And Breeze with Thomas and Kamara, mm-hmm. that's a tough team to stop there. No so doubt. I think Absolutely. Was, I think like if they made the Super Bowl first. That's what makes them so difficult is that you look at it, and they're so smart. Like, they signed Demarius Thomas. They cut him. They re-signed him. And yet they got, are able to flip him for a sixth-round pick to the Jets. Like, yeah. the fact that they were able to flip a guy they don't even want on the roster for picks is crazy to me yeah. in the first place. So, I agree with you. I think I, – I don't, I don't know – if even the Chiefs can honestly do it, and here's why I say that: I get they got Frank Clark now, you know, for the you know, oh, for D Ford, but at the same time, I do think that Mahomes, while he will still be good, I don't know if he will be MVP good this year, and I think that is what's will hold. Like I know Brady will be like this all year. Right? Like, yeah. he will just be consistently, even when he has a quote-unquote bad game. Okay, well, Sonny Michelle had 300 yards rushing, so it doesn't yeah. matter. So you know that that offense is just going to be humming along pretty much all the time. I, I can't say that for any other offense in the league outside of the Chiefs. And I still think Mahomes is going to has to go through that growing pain, period. You yeah. know what I mean? Every every guy does it. Even Brady, the year they won the Super Bowl the first time, they didn't make the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a growing pain, period, that yeah. every quarterback has to go through. And... At some point, it's going to hit. I know. They're, they're, the Chiefs, There's going to be enough tape at one yeah, point. The only, the only thing with the Chiefs for me is they're yeah. they're creeping into the AFC East situation where their division is not very good. Right. So, like, Denver and Raiders, you can argue that that's four wins mm-hmm. right, right there. And the Chargers, you're at least splitting it. And Chargers, minimal. you could probably split. One of them's in Mexico, and the other one, I right. think, is at the Chargers. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a tough... But I would say at least split. So you got five wins, mm-hmm. just like the Patriots do every right, year. Absolutely. So at that point, you have five. You play a whole other division in your side, mm-hmm. and you could probably win three of those because you're better than. Oh the yeah, for sure. Team. You could definitely so, go undefeated. Yeah. At home. So you're hitting. Yeah. yeah. So you're hitting like nine to ten wins, almost guaranteed. Oh, just the with fight the schedule. Right, right. So right, then right. that's. I'm talking like when they meet, playoff time goes, especially in if they, if New England's first seed, just book them in the Super Bowl. I don't see yeah. anybody beating them in Foxborough. I think it's, I, I think it's interesting. I think, yeah. they I think it's going to be fun. It, yeah. th- that's why we're talking think, about it now, so we can look back on this and be like, remember when we were talking about how New England's going to be awesome and they lost three trades or something yeah. like that? If that ever happened, I think, happen, I think I their deep chair. trap game last thing on us is the Ravens because they play the Ravens oh, yeah. in week four. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'll be a great game. Yeah. Absolutely. That'll be a it's fantastic game, especially if Lamar Jackson has proven that, yeah, I can throw the football. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's fun there. That, that'll, be, that'll be good stuff. We'll obviously talk about those big time matchups as they come along. Okay. 
So that's going to be it for part one of episode 42. I can't believe we're on episode 42 already, guys. It feels like we're, you know, we just started. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk Miami and their mass exodus from the entire team. They're not going to be able to field the roster, I don't think, by the end of the year. And then we're going to talk about the Pistons signing this major, and I do mean major, free agent. He was an MVP agent. of another He league. was an, an MVP, pause, of another league. <laughs> and we're going to talk some WWE NXT all after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's about the Michigan Robin Deck. Just reminding you once again that we have a brand new website, I'm Always Right PC. If you want to know what's happening with the I'm Always Right crew, if you want to know more about us, if you want to be a part of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast family, you want to be a sponsor for an episode, it's free, by the way. It's free, F R E E. If you want to suggest a show topic for us, Feel free. Go to our contact page. Fill it out. Shoot us an email, iarbroadcastmedia.com, or at gmail.com, I'm sorry, and hit us up. Let us know your favorite comments, your favorite topics. Be a part of this revolution. It's not stopping anytime soon, folks. Be ready for part two of this week's episode. All right, and welcome back to part dose of episode 42. Uh, let's jump right into it, Mike. Miami, it's a dumpster fire. We talked about it in part one. Uh, they look terrible, like yes. no effort whatsoever. Fitzpatrick set a record. First guy ever to throw a touchdown pass for eight teams in the NFL. So good for him, Look I guess. Look at that guy. You know, Josh Rosen got a little bit of action at the end of that game. Went one for four with a pick. So, you know, same amount of completion to his team that he had to the other one. But um, a like lot of players a lot of players immediately called, apparently, their agents to be like, get me out of here as fast as possible. And we're going to talk about one guy in particular in a second. But what's Miami's plan? Like what? Like obviously they're committed. They traded Larry Tunsil, traded away Kenny Stills after just resigning him a couple years ago. What's what's the plan here? Because you thought okay they're gonna they're gonna trade for Josh Rosen. They're they they know they're gonna be bad, but they're gonna try to grow. But now Fitzpatrick's the starter, so clearly that plan went out the window, or at least is on hold. You know you got Brian Flores, new coach and new offense coordinator. You know that they never it was a wide receivers coach in New England. You got a lot of new stuff happening, and they're just going to be terrible. What's yes. the plan? Are they just are they tanking for Tua or Justin Herbert, or is this a two year rebuild uh, for for honestly, your boy? I would. <laughs> yes, it better be. Um, God, I love it. Okay, anyway, um, I would like to say that they have a plan. I don't know why they would tank for a quarterback when they have. When they traded for one, which when doesn't make any sense. Rosen, there. I know. So I, I know. mean, I'm hoping that they just kind of go Rosen. You're going to take the back seat for a year, and then mm. like we'll draft you a decent kind of something, something and then to work with. But that's what I'm saying. Like if they have the first pick, how are they not going to take a quarterback? No, they're probably going to take out. Can you like can we pause for a second? Can you imagine they have the number one pick? Yeah. They traded for Rosen, and they draft a quarterback they first overall, and then they trade Rosen or cut just, him. Yeah. How awesome would that be? First quarterback to be drafted in the first round to then be dropped by his next two teams. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I mean, but, like, honestly, because I don't think they have a plan. They just look like they're going out there. It looks like they're going through the motions. I think they're going to get pulverized by New England by 112. Um, and I don't think it's going to be close. So, I mean, if if Rosen, if they want to see if Rosen's going to be the guy, why is he not starting? Like what? What? What's? I'm, the, is I'm, it just not to get him killed because you yeah, traded away your best I'm offensive hoping, lineman? I'm hoping that you're doing this whole learn the system thing behind somebody so you can watch somebody else get killed, Jeez. and hopefully next year you won't get killed. Yeah, I'm hoping that's kind of what it is for them. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm just like I I don't know. And um, yeah, it, it, it awesome. feels like there's no it. there feels like there's no direction. There's no, like like there's no like For all you, the crap that the Lions get. At least yeah. they have some. Kind at least of they're going with a plan. Whether yeah. the plan works or not is yet to be seen. But at least there is Something a plan there. exactly, yeah, which I think is a little bit different. Um, <laughs> now a guy I want to talk about in particular is Minka Fitzpatrick, former first round pick from a couple years yeah. ago. He's been a corner. He's been safety. He's been slot. He's been strong safety. He's playing strong safety. I think right now. Um, he's their, probably their top defensive back outside of Rashad Jones, who they just gave a contract extension to, but he's on his rookie deal. Um, he's been given permission to seek a trade. Miami is looking for a first-round pick. A lot of people think that's too much. They will probably get a two for him. Um, should the Lions, a team that's got secondary depth issues, should they be a team that's in that sweet six? Let's just say the price is a number two, is a second-round pick. Let's yeah. just let's just go with that for a second. If that's the price, do you make that trade for a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick on his rookie contract still? Rashawn Melvin's only on a one-year deal. Yeah. You've just paid money to Coleman, who can play inside and outside. Fitzpatrick can play inside outside. You have some versatility. The Lions love versatility. Yeah. As you can tell, I'm kind of behind this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I'm behind it only because I, 
I'm big into the I would rather pay for what I know is there instead mm-hmm. of like the devil I don't kind of thing. You know right, I mean? no, for sure. Absolutely. So like I sit there and I go, you already have film on Minka Fitzpatrick. Right. So at least you like unless you like don't like what you see, obviously. Uh, no, no doubt, no doubt. But like right. you sit there and you go, Okay, here are the X amount of games that he's played. Mm-hmm. Do you like what do I see skill out of set? This? Yes. Where if you're drafting a rookie out of whoever Florida is mm-hmm. the best corner, I guess, right now, or Ohio State has mm-hmm. the best one or whatever. Whoever has the best one in college football, Kyle would know. Um, it's not Laverne Hill. Not Laverne Hill. It's not Laverne Hill. <laughs> um, but whoever is the best corner in the and that's what we yeah. think about drafting first. You don't know how he's going to be at the right. Pro and style. you know too that it's the transition. You know, quarterback, corner, tight end are probably the three toughest positions to make that transition yeah. from college to pro. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a at a risk. Obviously, the Tease Tabor thing was a complete swing and miss. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there's that risk as well. Yeah. So I would probably say I would do it only because I'm like at least you know what you get from him. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I would do it. Um, but yeah. actually, I don't mind our corners right now. I think Rashad I thought, I thought Melvin played fine, no doubt. And yeah. Darius Slay, you know, did Darius Slay things. And right. Coleman didn't really. I mean, he. I thought he was fine. I thought, I thought him, Coleman was as fine. As said very well. So right. I think our defensive backs were not the issue. Yeah. So right. I was like, I, I don't think I would because I'd like that draft pick to maybe get another. Yeah. The, the only yeah. The only reason why player. I would be more in favor of it is a couple reasons. Number one, you have the cap space right now. I know they're planning for some of these backloaded contracts that they just signed, but. You have the cat space right now. I feel like they're waiting to make a move still. I don't know why. It's not, I don't have any intel on this. I don't have. It's just more of a gut feeling that like like the Mike Daniels thing. I didn't see that coming, right? Mm-hmm. He gets cut. They sign him. I'm like, hey, that's an aggressive win now type move, right? And I do feel like there's pressure on this current regime to kind of get that done. So with that being said, you put a guy like that. Okay, now we have Minka Fitzpatrick. Okay, now I have Melvin coming off the bench. And then now I'm like, man, I got a rotation of guys where right now if Melvin gets hurt, oh boy, like there's a struggle there. Are you going to put Agnew in the slot? That's a disaster, right? Are you going to have to drop Diggs down in the slot and put Will Harris in safety? You don't know how that's going to work out or Tavon Molson, whoever. I mean, I mean, you've got a lot of chess pieces, but I don't know if they're great chess pieces. Yeah. So if you have an opportunity at, you know, at that, op- you know, to add a guy who you think can come in, start, fill a position, and he, and he plays multiple positions. I think that just makes you more difficult to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and a guy still under rookie contract for a couple more years. I think it's at least three. So, I mean, you look at it. The money's not bad. I think he was the 11th overall pick. The money okay. is nothing of any sort of importance right now in that regard. You can still extend Slay. You've got two guys with Coleman as your slot. I think, especially because Melvin's only here on a one-year deal, if he plays well, he's gone. You're not going to re-sign him more than like He's going to go get overpaid somewhere else. If he plays terrible... It's just another hole you have to fill. A guy who's young on his rookie contract, you can afford to pay Slay. And I think it's just, long term, I think it's a smart move. Especially if he plays well. And he can maybe turn into your number one guy. Mm -hmm. Who knows? You know what I mean? So, there's a lot of positives to it. I know you're giving up a second round pick, which is obviously a valued asset for that. I would not be thrilled if they gave away a number one. I would not be thrilled with that. Probably not, no. And unless they finish, you know, 11-5 somehow, 11-4-1 or something like that, then then it's a different story. But until that happens, I wouldn't be thrilled. Um, all right. Let's talk. Let's shift now. We talked a lot of football. Let's shift now to the hardwood for a second oh, here. And we're going to talk some Detroit Pistons. I know it's offseason. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about the Pistons for? But they made a splash. And I do mean a splash. In this weird downtime free agency, U.S. losing in World Cup action thing, um, they signed a former MVP of the Big Three League. That's right. The Pistons beat out a couple of the teams, including the 76ers. I think Milwaukee was interested as well. They have signed ISO Joe Johnson to a one-year, partially guaranteed contract. That's right. Hold your applause. I know. You're impressed. Uh, you need a soundboard and thir- have like, an applause fight. <laughs> I know, right? Woo-hoo! No. <laughs> for the 30-whatever-eight-year-old man that's coming here, they cut Michael Beasley, um, which everyone's really bummed out about, clearly. Um, now, with that... with the petition started. With the... <laughs> Yes, exactly. yes, I know, right? <laughs> He's gonna go play in China again. Um, what is this? Not all kidding aside, though, right? He was the MVP. He pretty much dominated in the Big Three. I yeah. mean, he really did. Um, they obviously feel he can be an effective scorer off the bench, right? Yeah. Coming in, providing some veteran leadership. Uh, what does this signing say to you about how the team is being built? 
there's been some there's been some comments about the lack of big men on this team as far as like the center position. Like, who's your backup center? Blake Griffin? Like, you know, like in all, like in all honesty, seriously, like Markeith Morris? Like who's who you don't really have a backup center. Oh yeah, Thon Maker's still there. Okay, yeah, right. Well, yeah, saying, I, I know. I, I, yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, but okay. even then, they prefer I think to put him at maybe at the stretch four. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. So, with that being said, the team is being built. I, you can feel there's a, they want a lot of scorers, right? They yes. want guys who can, ISO Joe for a reason in isolation, pick and roll, just score. We yeah. just need to score more points. I think is the whole point of you know Dwayne Casey's motto. It's like we're not scoring enough points, hence why we're not winning. So yeah, they don't score any points. Ever. No, they're it's like wild. it's like ninety points a game. And you're just like, oh, so boring because they don't play great defense either. So it's not like they're holding teams like the going to work Pistons to seventy five a night. Yeah. It's not happening. So give me your thought. How is this team being built right now with the draft and everything else? Do you like where they're headed? Do you do you are you confused as all hell? Like. Because some people are. People are like, oh, great, Joe Johnson, he's 90. Like, what is I'm like? hoping that he can help develop Sekou. The, 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 the yeah, Frenchman. The Frenchman. I hope he has that nickname where he comes out and balls out and we just call him I the do. Frenchman. Oh, my God. I heard he has, like, the greatest jump shot ever, so I'm, like, really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm re- like, I'm, I think yeah. this draft is so important. I think this draft is really going to either set the Pistons up yeah. with Seku there, or it's going to be like, oh, you took like three steps back with Seku yeah. kind of thing. Because you kind of, you're seeing like a it's first a time team. we've had a first round pick in like two years. So. Yeah, we're seeing kind of a team because you got like what, Reggie, Luke Kennard, yep. um, Tony Snell, yep. Blake, and Drummond. Yep. So I guess you're starting five with like D. Rose, yep. and you got Seku off the bench with Langston Galloway and Thon and whatever. Mm-hmm. And now you got Joe Johnson coming off the bench. Right. So now you have a good 10-man rotation. I think you have, that's what yeah, you're going to use. Like, yeah. That's actually like relatively... I'll go. That's not bad, right. especially like, in the East. Especially yeah, in they're the sitting East. in East and like what teams can you right. say? Oh yeah, they're so much better. I would right. say Milwaukee, the Sixers, yeah. Boston, and after that, I'm like I think you could really compete with most of the other teams. Because yeah, sure. like Brooklyn's like, oh, I got Kyrie. Yeah, okay, great. Cool. But Kevin Durant's not and, playing yeah. for you anyway. So, and so you saw like, what Kyrie could do by himself. Nothing. Yeah. So I I just think that this team out being built, you're getting yeah. more deep. So right. now Blake Griffin can take games off, and right. you can just insert. Joe Johnson at power mm-hmm. forward. Now right. you're not going to die out without him. Mm-hmm. And you can, oh, you, you know, D-Rose can't play. All right, well, now you got Reggie and you got this guy. So mm-hmm. I think there's more depth to the team, and yeah. I think that was just really a depth pick. Right. And I think, you too, you look at this, you look at how they're constructing this roster, right? You know, Drummond's got a player option after this year. He could potentially become a free agent. Um, you got Reggie's up officially after this season. You know, D-Rose only signed a two-year deal. Everything is being short-term. I think they're really setting up to make a push for free agency two years from now i get it it's the pistons so they're gonna have to overpay but if you're drafting with some sort of relevant some competence Mm -hmm. and not reaching for guys who just because they have quote-unquote a good three-point shot uh you know what what was his nuts from marquette who was henry ellison he's supposed to be a stretch guy who can shoot the three and he's god awful so and look how that experiment worked out so you look at you know okay you've got a You've got a building block with Blake still. You got a building block with Kennard as your young, hot upstart shooter. You've got veteran point guard right now. Where if Derrick Rose can be any semblance of what he was in Minnesota, I think he's going to be a great asset, and he's going to wind up taking the job from Reggie. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that. Um, you got the young guy in Seku, the Frenchman, as we're going to call him here on the show. Um, you know, shirt. Absolutely, there might be other shirt on the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast right, uh, shop pretty soon. Um, but you know, I like, I kind of like what they're doing. Everything's short term. It's like let's try it. Let's see what happens. Let's just get guys who can put the ball in the basket. That's all we want. Is that the objective of basketball? Yeah, right. Exactly. You don't like, do that very often. Clearly, right? If Blake doesn't go for thirty, it, where it's a rough scoring night, yeah. you know. Oh, Drum put up a triple double. Okay, great. You're the biggest dude out there. No one plays center anymore. Yeah. You should. You know, so I like that. What, what's your outlook? What's their ceiling? Is it the fourth seed in the East? Is that kind of where you're – is that like their top? Is it the third – is it the fifth seed? Is it squeaking the playoffs and get completely demolished like they did this again? year? Yes. Uh, I think their ceiling is yeah. a four seed. Mm-hmm. I think they're flooring. They, I mean, they got to make the playoffs. Floor. they got to make the playoffs. The floor playoffs. is like eight or nine. Yeah. I don't know if I can name – Eight teams that are that much better, mm-hmm. but I do think there could be stretches where you lose seven in oh, a yeah. row, yeah. and then you can go what the hell? Yeah, and then you're ninth or tenth place for a while or whatever. Yeah. And then there are teams like Miami and those teams that mm-hmm. can like really kind of ball out with Jimmy Butler there. For stuff. sure, for so sure. So yeah. I do think a ceiling because as I mentioned, Bucks, Sixers, and um, Celtics, Celtics yeah. are, and maybe even the Pacers at that point. Yeah, for sure. Those are four sure. that I go. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to be able to beat those guys out, right. but I think everyone else. Chris, two of those East, are in your division too. That's yeah. Nice. <laughs> 
So, and then more or less the rest of the East, I go, I think you're probably, if not with most of those teams, you better. could be better than most of those. So I think I think around a 4-5 mm-hmm. is your max, and then making the playoffs is probably the bottom. Right. If you don't make the playoffs, I'll be very shocked. Right, yeah. But like, Some teams like that were in that range with you, like Charlotte, they got immediately a million times worse, yeah, right? Charlotte, I mean, they're gonna be terrible. Uh, Orlando didn't Orlando get any didn't better. Get, really. No, Orlando didn't get any better. So you got teams that were kind of in that hunt who have gotten worse, I think. And I think, if nothing else... And the Raptors probably they, got a little worse. Raptors right. going to contend, but... Yeah, they, right. They, they The Pistons either stayed stagnant and kind of stayed with the plan... Or I think they got a little bit better. I think their depth is much, much better yes. overall, which I think is big. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll obviously we'll take note of that. Uh, let's jump now to the squared circle. You know, WWE, NXT, kind of jump, making the jump to USA pretty soon here yeah, like in the next see. week. <laughs> it might okay. clearly not not um, a fan, but they're clearly trying this. They're, they're making this push to make it a legitimate third oh, brand, yeah. right? They're trying to make it to where... Not even to the point what ECW was, which was a miserable attempt, right? But, like, they're trying to make it an equal, you know, three quarters, you know? Yeah. It's Raw, it's SmackDown, it's NXT. NXT is no longer viewed, in their mind in a lot of ways, as developmental, right? Yeah. They're not getting sent down to NXT. They're just going to NXT. NXT. You know what I mean? Um, Triple H has kind of come out and said he's kind of the, you know, he's executive vice president or whatever, COO. And he's the genius behind NXT in a lot of regards. And he's the guy who's basically coming out and said, there is no more calling up people. That that phrase is extinct here in, in, in WWE world, I guess. Um, and that people could theoretically be NXT lifers. You know, like Johnny Gargano just did a thing where he's like, I'm going to be here forever kind of thing. And I went, well, that sucks. So uh, I would say, okay, and I think we're going to hit it. Yeah. I think you could say it sucks unless... And I don't want this to happen at all, right. mind you. Mm-hmm. But if you can, like, if it's a third brand where you're getting put on, like, WrestleMania mm-hmm. at SummerSlam and yeah. the, the big cards, yeah, well, yeah. I don't think it's right. I don't As think a it's a bad thing that right. you're an NXT homer or right. whatever, like Gargano's yeah, going right. to be there forever. Right. He can stay there forever for all right. I care, if, as long as he gets the opportunities mm-hmm. to be on the bigger shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I don't want them is to do is take away the takeovers right. at the same time. Yeah, because exactly. I think we're going to hit the point of, yeah. would you want like the NXT title on Mania? Right. I think I would, yeah. but at the same time, I do want the takeovers. Right. And takeovers always before mm-hmm. the WrestleManias right. or whatever. Absolutely. So unless, Absolutely. unless you change that yeah, where they sure. have their own shows... Yeah. Like, you have, like, a Raw month, a SmackDown month pay-per-view, mm-hmm. and then a TakeOver, mm-hmm. and you do that where you have separate shows or whatever. I guess I'll be cool with that. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, well, now, so you're going to put NXT on Mania. Mm-hmm. You're going to put the normal title, the tag title, the North American title, and possibly the women's t- Now you have four more matches onto that's a 12-match, exactly. 50, 50-match WrestleMania card. Yeah. Now you're at 19 matches. That's going to go nine hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, so that, all four of them are going to be 30 seconds and done. Yeah, so that's, that's my big complaint yeah, to right, it. Is if you're going to start adding NXT to big shows, yeah. I like it, but at the same time, then cut out the stuff that's... Yeah, right. And I don't think that's what, the, you know, and then we'll talk about that more in a second. But do you agree, though, that there's no more of the calling up period? Like, there's no more like, all right, you know, Finn Balor gets called up to Raw, he got drafted Raw, whatever, like... You know, do you see NXT as a legitimate third brand at this point? Um, I th- I think when it comes to TV, I'm yeah. gonna be like, yep, a hundred percent. But I do think it is a third brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, and they can really legitimize legitimize it. Yeah, whatever. Um, you can. Re- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Three syllables. <Yeah. laughs> um, you can really make it legit yeah. if when they have this new draft that's in October. Yeah, 4th main roster guys whatever, go to NXT, and you have the NXT in that draft. Right. So, like, on I think it starts on that Friday is the yeah. first day of the draft. Mm-hmm. If you have Friday, then that Monday is the second part, right. and then you have the third part on and NXT. Yes. Then you're like, all right, yes. now you get new guys on NXT right. from Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, NXT you guys really, going, yeah, these guys coming here, and it can't be guys that are just awful either. Not like. I, yeah. Apollo Crews going back to NXT does nothing for me. Yeah, I do. I want to see, like... Oh, actually, wait. I was going to say Rollins, but that's awful. <laughs> that's, that's, like, way too big. Um, maybe, like... Maybe, like, the New Day. Like, yeah, you can, right. like, yeah. spark the crowd. The revival can go back. Revival can right. go there. Right. Like, it's like, these better teams can really go down and move mm-hmm. everyone around. I would be totally okay with that, because now, Undisputed Era, I'm like, 
maybe you're not getting totally killed going to the main roster. Right. If NXT's part of the main roster, right. you could just stay in yeah. NXT and I, do yeah. what you need I think there. I think NXT is, is is a viable third brand, but I think they should they should market it still as okay, now that the air is on raw, right? But they don't get killed. I think it's I think what it should be is a bridge, not just to get called up and do nothing, right? Like yeah. the like the Viking Ridge, whatever the hell they're called now. It, you know, they're just floundering. They're just floating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. They're in the main event, but they're just floundering. They're not doing anything. Where is if they get called up, it's like, we're already on TV. We know these characters. Yeah. So when they get moved to Raw or SmackDown, it's they're, they don't immediately, they get the initial push because they're new, and then they just sit there and float. They're, they're key guys brought in as key guys going forward. Yeah. You know I do think mean? it helps because I think you can do something like the Viking Raiders go to Raw and right. they have four matches and you're like, oh, they're dying. Yeah. Now we can move them to NXT. Right. And people know them. Like right. NXT is going to have that still that like buzz of people that watch NXT. Oh, yeah. For the hour show on the network. And I think takeovers. you're going to see the depth too kind of get played out here in yeah. the next couple you can, weeks with yeah, the two hours. Now you can move you know Robert Rude to NXT. Yeah, you can for move, sure. You can move these guys. Yeah, Ziggler goes down and yeah. shocks everybody. Yeah, yeah literally like, okay, the lower great. card guys who are like Drew McIntyre you can even put on NXT mm-hmm. now as and then make him a world champion. Like you can make these guys that are supposed to be WWE mm-hmm. and Universal Champion, mm-hmm. you can make the NXT title spike up, and now right. you have three something. legit championships, Absolutely. and now you, you can move these guys around. For sure. Like, Man, McIntyre should be World Champion, and he's not yet. Well, he could be NXT World Champion. Right. And yeah. now it no legitimizes doubt. For it a sure. little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Uh, we just talked about seeing the NXT title match at Mania a little bit, and we're for it, but like you said, I agree with you. You can't take away the takeovers. If you take away the takeovers, you kill the brand. Yes. You will kill the because brand. it's just what it's just, it's just a match. Well, then yeah, it's just, just a match. It's like the ECW title, right? The ECW title was just the opening match every month on the pay per views. Yeah, you know what I mean. You cannot do that if yeah. you're gonna. I would say the only big show you could put it on is WrestleMania. That's the only That's, show that you know, I would be like, okay, they're gonna have the takeover, right, or whatever, and maybe they have a big match to determine who's gonna face the champion. Yeah, at, at I Mania. do. I do like what New Japan did for a little bit with yeah. the Ring of Honor title. Right, so we're like, okay, we don't usually have these people on, but for this one yeah, time right. at Wrestle Kingdom thirteen, or right, Wrestle Kingdom we're gonna 10, see Kyle O'Reilly versus Cole yeah, for the title. Yeah, you're gonna right. put, you're like just that show. Right. Every other show, you can do your own thing on Ring of Honor. Yeah, but this one show, right. I think WrestleMania could be a spot where you. Honestly, I would love to see WrestleMania just be like a night of champions. Yeah, and you just no have doubt. only title yeah. matches. As we come up on Clash of Champions here, which we'll talk about next week. Yeah, next week, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would just love going. All right, you put NXT. Yeah, titles, right. No, sure. And you can yeah, even no, split, absolutely. You can split it up where you go. NXT's on first. And yeah, for this sure. Is on, and Raw's yeah. on second. Absolutely. On third. If you really wanted to, and do it I don't. That way. I wouldn't even need to see the North American or the tag titles, right? Just the NXT yeah. title, because I think what that does would elevate the NXT championship to be like. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. And I think that would be a great way for the stars that were quote unquote on the main roster to come down and be like, no, I want that. I'm yeah. here for that and I'm going to take it at Russell. I, I just think you could make that championship really mean yeah. something. I do think that if they did do that, I yeah. think, and I don't know if you would like this because yeah. you're very mm-hmm. like like right. big on the WWE championship being on last. I think yeah. if you put the NXT title on last in a big match yeah. atmosphere, like mm-hmm. a Gargano you could do that something. Any, I, I, would, I, would t- I would accept that on any other show besides WrestleMania. Okay, I would. Just, I like. I would accept it. Like if they were gonna do it on like the big four or whatever, like yeah. and they get it on. I think you really legitimize it because you can go. It's the yeah. main event in the last show. Like this what they could, means what, something. What they man. should do is have the NXT champion beat the WWE Universal champion. You could make him a dual champion, yeah. and then he's like, I'm and I'm keeping both yeah. or whatever like that. You could do something then, like that. But you know I, I mean, I, I would think just, the NXT yeah. title has to be something near the end. Yeah, and to it really needs, yeah right push that and it needs to be elevated because and when they do go to USA. And it's and it's this big thing that championship needs to be like man did you see dude like he became NXT champ like you know or you're pissed off whatever the case may be right yeah. the whoever's the NXT champion it can't be this experimental like it's the whatever guy no no it needs to be a bona fide star who yeah. you think can carry a brand right like yeah. Champa was carrying the brand right you know Cole is now holding that you know that mantle over the era as a whole is holding that so I think that's a huge component for their success. Last question. This is more of a personal thing before we end the show. Would you rather be a top guy on NXT, okay, top like you're guaranteed a top spot, or 50-50 shot of being a top guy on Raw or SmackDown? Oh, I'd be a top guy on. I guess. Well, like so you don't know. You can either be. You could be Seth Rollins ish, Drew McIntyre ish guy, right? Where you're on the top of the card usually, or you're Apollo Crews. Yeah. (laughs) Take your like you. You can't pick, but you just take the risk. Either you're going to go to NXT or. You go there. See, I'm in a mix of that because yeah. 
in the situations we brought up. So yeah. if they still had takeovers mm-hmm. and then you just have like the title on yeah. As on it sits right now, they're going to be, let's just say they're on USA because they're going to be on yeah. USA, right? And you're on TV anyway. Would you stay in NXT forever? I would, I'd rather take a Gargano stance of like, I'll just yeah. be on NXT. Yeah. I'll be on Lifer or whatever yeah. than be on the main roster because mm-hmm. I think that brand is going to be, yeah. especially with the war that's going on, mm-hmm. I do think a lot of people will tune in oh, absolutely. to one of the two. No, Actually, no. early, I don't think they'll tune into. NXT at all, really. I think well, I have a theory think, on yeah, that. Too. Yeah, I we'll talk about, about that as they kind of debut as well, and we'll see. We'll kind of get a feel what AEW show is going to be, yeah. what the NXT show is going to really feel, because it's going to be very heavily scripted and yeah. tight knit and everything. So I'm sure they're going to want to make a good impression. I, we're going to wait to talk about it after a couple weeks because their first couple weeks are like half live, half not. So yeah. we're going to give them a pass. The first, the first actual live tour yeah. show is the same day. Exactly, AEW. So we're going to talk about. We're going to give it some time to develop and really get a feel and see what we're kind of digging. You know, after the initial you know the shine is yeah. kind of worn off a little bit but yeah i don't i don't know that's a tough one for me i think i'd take my chances honestly because yeah, my, my my thought is you know being a lifelong wrestling fan right it's like man you know like i'm okay so i'm never gonna be intercontinental champion i'm never gonna get that opportunity to be intercontinental i'm never gonna get that shot to be wwe champion right yeah like it's totally a risk right obviously i'm not a professional wrestler so it doesn't matter but yeah. you know at the same time you're just like man because like gargano i i you know he's a lifer quote unquote what else are you gonna do yeah, I think he's held everything. I think he's, he's gonna been be the, champion. He's gonna be the guy that ever like you come back to. Yeah, and like he's gonna make stars now. Now that he right. is the guy, exactly. He's and gonna I, make, that's not the existence. Well, of he's ar- he's he's already like yeah the worst takeover record ever. Oh yeah, like, right, like exactly. Yeah, he's takeovers. got he's got a terrible mania record. But that's what I'm saying. Like now that he's been champion and everything else. It's like, all right, I've reached every... I've won yeah. the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I've won the... You know, I won the tag titles. I won the North American title for seven days. I won the world title, like, or NXT title, whatever you want to call it. I've done everything I can do. I've had feuds of the year. I've had matches of the year. I've been on top of yeah. the card. I've been getting the card. What else can I do here? You know? Yeah. But at the same time, I do think, if he goes to the main roster, he's dead. But I do think <laughs> he's the guy that you can give the title to. Like, say, yeah. say, all right, we want to move In a era. transition period. We want to, we want to move Era to mm-hmm. Raw. Yep. So you give Gargano the title back. Yep. And then he's sitting there, and then McIntyre comes in, and that's right. the feud. Yeah, for sure. Whoever, whoever comes yeah, in. Yeah, right, exactly. I think Andrade he's that, and I think he's also the guy you take, you use to build stars. So if you're really high on... So and so, whoever's coming in, like Kushida, let's just throw it because he's somewhat yeah. new, right? You want to put Kushida on in a big match? He beats Gargano. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh my gosh, he beat Gargano. Damn and then, and then, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. That's going to be it for episode 42. Next week, we're going to talk, probably going to talk some Lions again. So be ready for it. We're going to yeah. talk, you know, we're going to talk this whole, um, what else? Are we, what else are we going to talk about? We're probably about Michigan, home. Michigan State. Yeah, we're going to talk about Michigan, Michigan State and how Michigan's probably going to get destroyed by Wisconsin. That or maybe fun. destroy Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to put money on it, but it's okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't bet on anything. That's I, why. Okay, I, I know. Anyway, all right. For for the Merck Zone, for the Mouth of Michigan, we will see you guys as always.